Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Hey, no name calling here. Just differing opinions going head to head. With Counterpoint. Here's Alex Pearson on Global News Radio. It is time for Counterpoint. Let's bring in our panelist, Anthony Fury, who you can read in SunPost Media, and Bob Richards, Senior Counsel at National Public Relations. Hey, guys. Hey, Alex. Oh, boy. Good evening. It has been, unless you're Mr. Justin Trudeau, who should be enjoying pri- uh, pride, uh, should be enjoying the Calgary Stampede, and something tells me that they're maybe behind closed doors having a few meetings. Let's talk about the story that broke late in the day, and that uh, is a statement issued by the woman at the center of what has become known as Gropergate. Doesn't want to be known. She does not want this going any further. She made her piece, you know, 18 years ago, but she did, in fact, confirm that the then non-Prime Minister, did in fact cross a line and that he did apologize. Uh, Whether he did, didn't, the thing about this is that it's kind of been all over the place and not handled all that well by the Prime Minister. Uh, Is this story, and I'm going to come to you after Bob because I want to talk about strategy. Anthony, where does the story go now? Well, the problem is Justin Trudeau's brand has been diminished because his primary brand is as this sort of male feminist figure. It was the first massive applause he got after becoming uh, Prime Minister when he went to Rideau Hall, the Governor General's, to announce his cabinet. And they said, why do you have 50% women? He said, because it's 2015. And since then, he's traveled around the world, done the global junket circuit. He's even lectured to Germans about how they need women in leadership positions. Angela Merkel's been in power for many, many years. This is his thing. This is his shtick. Now, Alex, I have a lot of complex thoughts about Me Too, and, and we've talked about it on the program before. And I think uh, an 18-year-old uh, uh, minor indiscretion mm-hmm. is perhaps not something to destroy a person's career. And I say okay. that as someone who has a has a, a, a family member, someone close to me, who has been was violently raped by a stranger, which is why I don't take uh, a lot of uh, a lot of high watermark for these sort of minor indiscretions. At the same time, Trudeau himself is the one who pushed the Me Too movement as being we have to believe survivors, no accusation is too minimal. We have to bring in an investigation against pretty much everyone for anything they've been accused of. Well, here you are right now. And he's basically calling this woman more or less a liar, saying my view of this situation is not the same as yours. She's saying I'm standing by it. It looks very bad on him, very damaging to the brand. Yeah, let's talk about the brand, Bob. I mean, what would you be doing if you were behind closed doors? Because the Prime Minister's office itself has not handled this well from the beginning, riding this very fine line of not admitting, not denying, just kind of trying to make this thing go away. And now it's blown up. Well, number one, uh, I don't think that they've handled this particularly well, and I think that they could have been clearer off the top. But number two, I do not agree with Anthony's assessment uh, that he has called her a liar. He has never done that, and he's been very clear. I've watched all his clips very carefully, and that is that is that is an exaggeration. And part of the problem on this story is conservatives cannot contain their glee. Uh, and if they actually uh, acted a little bit more appropriately, unlike Michelle Remfel, who well, that was compare silly, yeah. to Harvey Weinstein and other things like that, they might actually be scoring some points here. 
but they're actually drinking their own bath water and it's becoming an elite story and nobody else's story interested in it because they can't contain their hatred for Justin Trudeau as opposed to calling him out on on the facts and that is that is becoming as big a story as the story all that being all that being said he uh uh his office has not handled this well and i think he should have been clearer on this and he has been hoisted to a certain uh extent on his own petard because he went i think probably too far in saying some of the things he said before but at the end of the day i'm going to tell you this will not bring him down, and one of the reasons this will not bring him down is conservatives cannot contain their mm-hmm. hatred, and they cannot contain their glee. And that uh, that is going to be one of the big chapters in this story. Well, y- you make some valid points, uh, and assuming that no one else comes forward and there's no other incidents, he may very well, and I do believe that he will, he will survive this. Um, but here's what bothers me uh, about some of the comments he said, is the comments of, well, he might think, or she might think one thing, and I might have thought another because men think one way and women think another. And I go back to the whole no mean no means no. Uh, you know, there should never be any gray area in there. And what I feel like he's done is watered that down because now you can basically say, well, she said no, but she may have really said yes. And so I think he's gotten himself into some trouble on that. You know what, well, I Alex, think he's got himself into that... trouble on a variety of different things. Uh, and uh, there's no there's no question that there's some clarity that's required on this. But, you know, to compare this to Harvey Weinstein yeah. and uh, to compare this to, you know, the situation with two members of Parliament on Parliament Hill who were involved in, uh, I guess, one would say extramarital relationships and other things is a bit of a stretch. Anthony? I don't think it's a stretch at all to compare it to the other low threshold incidents we've seen on Parliament Hill, which is basically whole issues of missed signals, missed cues, adults not knowing how to handle their affairs. And perhaps this 18-year-old incident does qualify for that. But again, if you are someone who says the watermark must be hit to this super high level, as Justin Trudeau has said, and then for him to flip on a dime... And suddenly really taken, Alex, I think you parsed it pretty well. He's basically saying, well, you know, guys have this way of talking and, you know, women just got to figure that out and so forth. And I think that's legitimate in many cases because we are talking about uh, missed signals and miscues. He can't just suddenly flip his perspective when it suits him. And that's what he's done here. And I don't think it, you know, I don't think he's done because of this story. But I do think that uh, Bob saying a conservative overreaction to it, yes, there has been overreaction. That's an inside-the-beltway story. But when we look at the polling numbers about how uh, conservatives uh, now fare better with women and how the budget was deeply unpopular, I think largely because it was so over-the-top with the feminism stuff, this whole Trudeau and women stuff, it's all become very icky. It's all become this sort of showy facade. And I I think it just kind of rubs people the wrong way. Yeah, and and I'll give the last point to you, Bob, on this strategically. What do they do now? Well, number one, how about we get back to basics as a liberal government? And how about we start focusing on the issues that people are concerned about? Like NAFTA? Like tariffs? (laughs) Yeah, like NAFTA, like the economy, like jobs, like what it's costing you in your day-to-day life. I think we've gotten too carried away, too, too much Ottawa nonsense uh, and uh, and we need to get back to reality. And quite frankly, I'm sorry, but you may not like Doug Ford, but a lot of the people that voted for him are exactly the same people who voted for Justin Trudeau. And they were very clear in the last election that they'd had enough of nonsense. 
and that they wanted to focus back on uh, bread and butter issues. And I think there's a wake up call in that election and there's a wake up call in this and other things uh, that are that are very, very clear. Yeah, I mean, the bottom line is, as soon as any kind of real economic damage starts to uh, inflict Canadians, this story will be yesterday's news very quickly. So we'll wait and see what happens. Hey, no name-calling here. Just differing opinions going head-to-head. With Counterpoint. Here's Alex Pearson on Global News Radio. Anthony Fury and Bob Richardson joining us for this Counterpoint. Let's talk about an appointment that was made today. Uh, with Doug Ford giving a key Tory advisor, so a former president of the PC party, a $348,000 patronage job to help uh, curb hospital overcrowding. This is a very well-known doctor. This is someone um, that openly um, Doug Ford campaigned and said he was going to hire this guy. Uh, Do you have a problem with this, Bob, optically or, or figuratively? I think Dr. Devlin's very, uh, very qualified. I think he's, you know, based on his track record, he's done a good job. He is, without a doubt, a partisan appointment. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no questions about that. I think he's probably being paid in the range of what he uh, would be making in the private sector or in, uh, or you know, in in other other places. I will add a moment of partisanship here. It is a little rich, though, Mm -hmm. uh, that people who went on endlessly about, you know, liberal this and all these terrible people making money and so on and so forth. And in the first uh, seven days of uh, this government, uh, you know, a former president of the Conservative Party has been handed a $350,000 a year job. So let me just let me just toss that out there, too, as well. I'm sure we won't read about it from Sue Ann Levy. (laughs) I'm sure we won't hear about it from a variety of other people. But you can bet if uh, Kathleen Wynne had done that, it would be viewed as, you know, uh, the second, uh, the second coming. Well, because look, I totally get your point. It's a fair point. I am. Um, I don't have as much of an issue with it because it was it was an open uh, campaign promise that he was going to hire this guy, um, and because he's got the credentials, he does. Anthony, I'm not as bothered by it. If he doesn't deliver, and if this happens many more times, I will not be happy. I got a problem with it because Doug Ford campaigned against this very sort of thing. And within the first week, he's done this very sort of thing. I think this is his biggest misstep so so far. Even though he said he was going to hire this guy? Did he say he was going to yeah, hire him? Yeah, he's openly campaigned. It was an open campaign. I agree with you, Alex. He was going to hire him for $350,000. He was going to buy. Guys, I do not buy the fact that this is what he'd get in the private sector, because if you're an elder statesman who cares about public service and wants to sit on these committees, like the Drummond Report sort of thing, and I know he was well paid for that, then you say, well, I'm going to take one to, uh, for the team, and this is my great opportunity to do this. I, I, I don't think this is a good thing at all. Yeah, like I said, yeah, he did He did very much uh, campaign on this. It was it was mentioned at a number of rallies that he was going to uh, have this guy join and clean up. Um, but not the money. And that's no, the that's problem. not the money, yeah. The money's too much. Okay. Um, a beer is being launched in Toronto that is being made from the water of Humber River. If anyone doesn't know what the Humber River is, it basically takes in every piece of garbage and raw sewage that we have in the city. So, Bob, would you say bottoms up to something that takes a lot from uh, what comes out of our bottoms? Would you drink that? Well, I, I grew up in Montreal, so I'm just happy to okay. from the St. Lawrence. So, uh, so this is all but a pristine lake in my mind. But uh, look, I guess all these things get properly filtered. I'm sure it's fine. Uh, I like beer like anybody else does. I'm sure I'll try one. There you go. I guess the the beer, the, the, the hops will uh, mask the taste. Would you drink this, Anthony? 
Well, to Bob's point, I drink it because I'm sure it would be properly dealt with or what have you. But the branding is a, is a little off because the Humber River <laughs> is not exactly considered this like great font of natural spring water. No, exactly. <laughs> well, maybe you get bonuses in it. Like maybe you get like little pieces of whatever. And... Three-eyed fish. <laughs> I, I, I don't think the kokanee people are quaking in their boots. Let's leave it at that. Just their women. Yeah, no. Okay. I'll leave it there. Cheap shot I got in. All right. I got to leave it there. Thank you, guys. You have a great weekend. All right. Have a great weekend. Cheers. Anthony Fury and Bob Richardson uh, joining us uh, tonight. You're listening to On Point with Alex Pearson on Global News Radio.